Married with Children, the podcast. Hosted by Dustin and Callie. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, at Married underscore Show. Facebook, Married with Children Show. On Instagram, Married with Children Show. Or reach out to us in an email, MarriedWithChildrenShow at gmail.com. We're always looking for guests and sponsors. If you have a name of a guest that would be an interesting interview on the Married with Children Show, please send that information to us through social media or straight to our email address, Also, if you have a small business that you'd be interested in being a sponsor on the show, please reach out to us through an email so that we can work out a way that best suits you and our listeners. Also, if you like the podcast, be willing to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. Uh, exciting night tonight. Got my uh, sister and brother-in-law in studio, uh, Danielle and Andrew Kirk. I guess I should say Andrew and Danielle Kirk um, to be the proper way, or Danielle and Andrew Roller. Uh, depends on which way you want to look at it. Well, introduced at the wedding as Oh, Roller, that's right. So. I forgot about that. Well, and to be honest, after I married Callie, I got mail at her parents' house that said, Dustin Covert. So um it happens. It didn't lead to any payments or any kind of uh windfall, but uh it did show up there. So but uh we brought them on tonight. Uh gonna have a little bit of fun. Obviously, uh, you know, throwing up on Facebook Live, like I said, we're gonna hopefully the sound's gonna be a little bit better with the new setup. Um wanna give a huge shout out because of that to uh Justin Kelly, Justin Juice Kelly. Uh, from the uh, Juice in the Morning podcast. Uh, If you have not gone out and downloaded Juice in the AM, I highly suggest that you do. Juice has uh, had some some big-time guests on lately and some more coming. Um, One that I was enjoying, just just so that any of you know, I don't know if any of you watched The Challenge on MTV or have heard of it, but they had uh, TJ Lavin. Yes. That is the host of The Challenge on Juice in the Morning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, go, like, go down time, it. For good, sure. Very, very good uh, interview, too. Talk, talk oh, about yeah, it was great. TJ coming up in the BMX scene and, uh, you know, the things that he's done. So, a uh, great one. Uh, Andrew, if you want to, you can raise that chair up if you want. I only <laughs> I only put them down so that they, they get underneath the table. So it's I actually, you. I'm going to stay here so that Callie can feel a little bit taller. Oh. oh get that extra half inch. <laughs> Shots ouch. fired already. Yeah. So. Big time. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, so Juice in the Morning, TJ Lab, and yeah, I know they've so got good. some other big guests coming on uh, here in the uh, near future, but I can't say enough about them. Um, you know, Juice came down and did our podcast. Juice is a great guy. Uh, you know, shouted out to us about Facebook Live and said, dude, you got to get the iRig too. And um, we, uh, we're yeah. trying out the iRig too tonight, so we'll see how the, uh, figured it out for you. Yeah. Hopefully the, uh, sound sounds a little bit better, but, um, also before we get started, I want to throw out another podcast and, uh, throw some love to, uh, the Smugcast show. Um, BJ Robbins, uh, I saw him on, uh, Instagram and Facebook or Facebook stories, I guess I should say now, um, throughout, uh, us the other day on 4th yeah. of July said, if you're looking for something to listen to, uh, go check out, uh, espresso fam, um, also juice in the AM and then the married with children show. So huge shout out to BJ and AP up at the smug cast show. Um, they've done a ton for us. You know, I, I teased the other day because AP always picks on juice for not knowing sound and, and juice helped me out with sound. <laughs> but, uh, 
AP is always there for me when I've got questions. So, uh, you know, a huge shout out to those guys and, uh, you know, excited for everything that the, uh, the podcast group's kind of doing there. So to get started though, um, before we, I don't know, do you want to get into their big trip or do you want, I've got a couple other things. What do you want to do first, Cal? I'm going to throw it to you. Um, I don't, let's do the trip. Okay. So you guys just took a honeymoon. You got married all the way back in October. You didn't know if you guys were going to really like each other or not. So (laughs) you waited until now to go on a honeymoon, which I totally get. I went, I got married on a Saturday night. I left at Sunday at 5 a.m. And the woman that woke up. Not the one you married. No, not at all. Um, And I was thought, man, I'm going for a week with her. But uh, it turned out okay. Um, Then I found Callie. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, but, um, so you guys, uh, you obviously waited for your honeymoon. Big reason why you were, you were going to take a big trip. Yes. And that was to Ireland and Scotland. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, fill us in a little bit. What, why Ireland and Scotland? Well, I'd say the big reason is because my now husband can't sit still on a beach um, so that eliminated a lot of the common honeymoon <laughs> yeah. well, destinations. Let's, let's not just blame me because you're just as bad. Well, possibly. I can lay on the beach a little bit better. So um, he'd always wanted to go, especially due to the Guinness and the different distilleries and things. And it had a lot of nature and beauty that we wanted to see. So it came pretty easily to pick those destinations. Now, Kirk, that is kind of an Irish and Scottish name. Is there a heritage there? Actually, there is a, an extreme heritage. My dad's done a lot of research on it um, to the point he's actually run out of history to look at. He found an orphan, uh, so you don't get any further back than that. But I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 1500s? 1500s, Like yes. 1560. But uh, we did learn a lot. Uh, Kirk is a is a Scottish name. Uh, it's uh, Scottish for church. Um, and a lot yeah. of times the... Uh, the way that they named their clans, if you were close to the church or you were a big churchgoer, instead of being, um, say, uh, let's use the Roller name, for instance. Say you got Dustin Roller and you have a child and you, na- and you name him Dustin Roller. And you have another child and you name him Dustin Roller. But uh, the first two have brown hair and then the next one has black hair, say. And then he would be Dustin Black. So um, then it became, um, instead of being, you know, another roller it would be oh they live by the church so that'd be dustin kirk that's how that kind of came about um so and there's a lot of other things uh in that regards a lot of people took the the church name or kirk so that's that was the big thing so basically what you're saying is some of the kirks that may also have the the same name kirk may not have the dna yeah that is yeah absolutely relative to you but it's because of just the naming idea. Correct. Yeah. It, they explained it to us that it was easier if you had three of the same people and one of them had a different hair color than the other two, you'd say, oh, that's Dustin Brown because he had brown hair. So that way, when you yell out in the town, Dustin Brown, you know, it's that guy, not the one of three that you might get. Okay. Because I have a son that has ginger hair. So should I call him Alex Ginger? You could very easily. Yes. I kind of like By, by Scottish tradition, <laughs> yes, he would be. I don't think your heritage is Scottish, but you can try to pull it off. Um, it's not. Yeah. So no, we actually looked it up. Roller is English. It, yeah, actually, um, you to should, get in, yeah, I'm saying you to should get tell into him. it. This was on my list that I was going to get started with. I actually, Callie, for uh, 
Father's Day got me a 23andMe kit. Oh, okay. So I actually have my DNA results of our heritage. Um, we are 99.5% European. Wow. Um 55.7% is British and Irish, mm-hmm. which would be where the name comes from. Uh, 18.5% French and German. Um, we've got about 5% Scandinavian. But we do have 0.4% Native American, which Mother always told Has us always we, were, said that. we were related to uh, Pocahontas. Um, and uh, so that was obviously a, a interesting thing. I do have on 23andMe, the interesting thing, 988 DNA relatives. Um, they are all between third to fifth cousins, which my assumption is now I'm adding them, them all one by one on Facebook. Um because that's 988 other listeners to the podcast show. Absolutely. Great <laughs> podcast army. I mean, I think if you're DNA related to me, you, you have, have to, to listen. That's Yeah, exactly. So I do know that. <laughs> we tried that when we actually found uh, an artist by the name of Alan Kirk. Uh, and he did not respond as positively to, hey, I think we're related as we had hoped. Really? Yeah, he kind of glossed over that piece. When My Dan- email got shot down. <laughs> we were hoping for maybe like a family discount, but um, not so much. But he does have some fantastic artwork out there. So if you look him up, great stuff. So shout out to Alan Kirk for free. <laughs> wow. There you go. Where is he from? He is actually from Ireland, a, a small town outside of uh, Lurgan. Very, very small town. Uh like smaller than Crothersville, actually. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So you guys went over to Ireland and and uh, Scotland, obviously. Where did you stop first? Because to be a hundred percent honest, and this sounds awful, but I didn't even really realize you guys had left the day you had left, and then they were like, "Yeah, they flew out today," and I was like, "Oh, okay, I didn't know that." And then I thought you were only leaving for like seven days, and I'm like, "No, they're not going to be back for like seven months or something <laughs> yeah, like that." Yeah, was like. Yeah, I think Daniel and Andrew get back, you know, this weekend. And I'm like, no, they get back next weekend. Yeah, you you left for like seven and a half months or something. <laughs> 17 days, but close. Close, yeah. very close. That, uh, that felt like seven and a half months. Because <laughs> you missed me so much. I guess so. No, because I didn't get a vacation like that. <laughs> uh, well, we originally, we started off and we flew into Dublin. And we spent a couple nights there. And then we rented a car for the whole time. So Andrew uh, drove. What kind on- of car? The first car that we had in Ireland was a Skoda Superb. Yep, I have no idea what that is. Is that no. like a little like a little car? Is that like uh, another name for the Toyota Supra? No. It was very large, actually. It was uh, kind of like a Volkswagen Jetta, about the same okay. size. Okay. okay. Yeah, so Andrew had to drive on the wrong side of the car, on the wrong side yeah, of the road. Yeah, how, how is that? Surprisingly a lot easier than I expected Because, it to I mean, be. you're still sitting like in the middle of the road. You know, like... No. You go from yeah. you go from being on the shoulder to being on the divider, because on the on the. But when I drive, I'm on the I'm in the divider, right? Well, I don't know where you're at on the divider, then, Callie. I don't know. I guess I'm not <laughs> understanding what he's talking about. Like when I what I mean is like if this is the like if this is the road and I'm driving, I'm in the middle of the road, like my like the driver's seat is. Yeah, just mirror towards it. the median yeah that's yes, what i mean yes, so yes, now yes. Okay. you're here on the other side yeah the, so you're still in the middle of the road right the difference that I, the biggest problem i had was the idea of depth from going from the 
left side of the car to the right side because you and you know we've all rented cars and you know driving here it's very easy to get in a car no matter what car it is and you you have that basic understanding of where that passenger side is in relation to the lines and it is it's a totally different when you're looking on like the the other other side. side also you don't really understand how much muscle memory you get used to with getting in and out of a car on that side i hit my head about seven or eight times yes um and struggled mightily getting in and out of the car on the wrong side Hmm. i'm gonna interrupt real quick here because uh i see on facebook live that bj robbins actually uh uh joined us and uh i do want to while he's on here hopefully on facebook live uh give a shout out to bj uh, thanks for promoting our show the other day, brother, and I appreciate it. Um, I know you don't like to claim us down here in Jackson County, but uh, <laughs> you are a former Al, even though we're down here in uh, Crothersville and Gentucky and, you know, B-Town. Uh, but uh, from a former Al, uh, you're an all right guy. So I had, to, <laughs> I had to come after you a little bit there, BJ. So, brother, uh, I appreciate everything you're doing to try and help us support us as well. So huge shout out to you, brother. So anyway, so you you flew into Dublin, Ireland. You had to drive the car on the wrong side of the road. So how long were you there around Dublin? We long. spent the first two nights in Dublin. Yeah. Okay. And what did what what did, I mean? Again, I've never obviously been there, but what is there <laughs> in Dublin? I mean, I I would immediately go find you know a place to uh, you know have dinner and maybe a a, a cold hydrating. Uh, so we had liquid. been up for about eighteen hours. Okay, um, but we were told to avoid jet lag with the time difference that we had to stay awake. So we did immediately try to find somewhere to go eat and have a drink and make sure we could stay up. Dublin is very big city. It's definitely um, more it's it's kind of like a Chicago. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we had uh, we didn't drive the car in Dublin until we left. We had a hop on hop off bus and we did a lot of walking. And that's where we got to do like the Guinness and a lot of the distilleries that are in a lot of them center themselves in Dublin. So not as much of the landscape, but definitely has some neat features. Very cool. Yeah. One of the the first things we did was we actually found the Temple Bar, which is one. It's it's kind of a tourist attraction, but it is it's just one of the oldest bars in Dublin. And it was really neat. Very Um, cool. And then we we found a distillery the next morning at 10 a.m. Uh, and then went to another one at about one, and then we went to Guinness at two. What is the Temple Bar known for? It's because of the location. So it's one of the oldest bars. It's a bright red bar, and they've actually built the entire area around it, and it's called the Temple Bar. That's where all the college kids kind of go, and then it is also a tourist destination, but you have the Temple Bar area, but you have to find the actual temple bar that everything else has been built who was, around who was the major author there was it J- joyce james joyce i believe so yeah they have they actually i think it was the big place where he would go and and uh write and uh get his creative juices flowing so to say very, very cool. cool so you talked about jet lag like how hard what i mean did that help if you stayed up like staying up and like fighting through it i mean was it was it a, a big deal like going there or back it was harder going back, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, going there, we landed at about 8 a.m. So, and oh. we slept a little bit on the plane, like took a little bit of a nap just right. to kind of get back up. And once we landed at about 8, 8.30, you know, I mean, it was just kind of business as usual. Okay. Coming I mean, home was harder. And really? we got delayed in New York. So by the time we've been traveling for that long, 
The yeah. next day was very rough. Yeah, the way home, we were expecting to kind of get home at a certain time, and we like we were preparing ourselves mentally, like, okay, cool, we get to go to bed, and then it was, sorry, you have to wait another hour. Sorry, you have to wait another yeah. hour. Yeah. It's just kind of, that's... Oh. Well, this is a kind of totally off the subject, but it reminded me when you said you were delayed in New York. <clears throat> have you seen the video on Facebook of the lady that says how to have fun in an airport? And she has the stickers that look like an outlet. Yes, yes, yes. And she, I don't think she, I, I have not seen this. She'll go find like columns, like next to seats, and she'll stick these stickers on it. It looks like there's an outlet there. And then she oh, just records God. people trying to plug their phones in. It is priceless. Oh, honestly, no, it is. It's one of the funniest things I've seen because I, I honestly want to order stickers that just look like outlets and just walk around and place them places i thought that was priceless well we actually did have which i'm not sure if the person ever got on a flight but i know you have to have a ticket to get back but on the way there still in the united states we had people handing us very religious pamphlets and they had a whole huge purse full of them and it was kind of like when people come door to door and like ask you but you're sitting in the airport and i was like i guess if you're just that's a new place to find people she was in the gates and everything i was very confused on if that was like she was actually flying or if she just bought a cheap ticket to come and like (laughs) Pass speak, the, stuff speak out. the name i don't know i was like was, wow i took the pamphlet but i was a little confused by it all interesting <laughs> huh. that is interesting um <laughs> all right so started in dublin island a couple days and where do we go from there uh we went to cork mm-hmm. uh, which is nearby the home of the great middleton jameson distillery okay oh okay let me ask you before we kind of get into that because i know there's a story with that that danielle knows so well so i definitely want Mm -hmm. her to to go over that but um like did you stay in like true hotels or did you stay in like bed and breakfast type facilities what was the deal well we actually thought we were staying in bed and breakfast for the most part because our itinerary said bed and breakfast but there that actually just means that you paid for breakfast and a bed yeah, it's, it's so it's big so hotels. It's, so it was a lot of them were just like hotels. Yes, yeah. but in Cork we stayed in a castle. When, okay. when it says bed and breakfast, that just that's telling you what you paid for. So not you, you're not, in a. It's like an old house. house. Yeah, exactly. No, oh, it is. It is okay. literally. You have a ticket for breakfast. You've already paid for it. Their bed and breakfasts are more called holiday rentals. Yep. So you stay in someone's house or. Yeah, the Airbnb kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It's they're very separate. Okay. Hmm. All right. That's interesting. So, um, okay. So we went, we got to cork, which is what you put in a wine bottle. Yes. Um, Yes. They don't do wine there. (laughs) Okay. Wine does not, grapes don't grow. Mm -mm. So they're not known for wine. No, they just drink whiskey. Yeah. But they can't get it there. They, They some of the restaurants have it, but most choose to not carry it. Especially probably with as much, I mean, like beer and, and alcohol and like other alcohol i guess that well they actually have. kind of what we learned uh just a, a short history the irish whiskey used to be used to have uh, what was it 60 some percent of the market mm-hmm. before prohibition uh but when uh world war one two broke out and the u.s decided to make the awful choice of prohibition uh irish whiskey uh went from 60 percent market share to two um and at the time wow. Uh, the Canadian market was trying to import whiskey and make their own, and they they made their own really bad whiskey, called it Irish whiskey, and tried to sell it to the U.S., and people got such a bad taste for it um, that they used to have, how many, it was over 100 distilleries in Ireland, and they shut down to three due to the complete fallout of their largest market. 
and what we learned was there's this there's been this huge revival um but that was that was kind of what we discovered and and they do take their they do take their whiskey very seriously they take their huh so that's why they're they're very against kind of the wine and the imported stuff they're what we found is they're very very hardcore on their local product okay regardless of what it is interesting so like what is the what's the elements that like we we've done the bourbon trail yeah and learned about the history of kentucky bourbon what is the elements that go into making sure that you have a true Irish whiskey? Would you like to share the three magic ingredients? No, it's okay. You can do it. So after we went on seven distillery tours in Ireland, <laughs> uh, there are three magic ingredients, water, yeast, and uh, grain, which is typically when you're doing an Irish whiskey, you have a pot still, uh, which is the big uh, copper yeah. bulbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do part barley, part malted barley. Um if you do a a single malt that is a a whiskey that has been in one place its entire life from production to aging mm-hmm. it has not left the premises a blend a, any blended whiskey or non single refers to anything that has come from multiple different areas mm-hmm. um so you know you it's the same process as as bourbon really except uh, for that you have to for irish 3 years in one day is how long it has to be. Yes. Okay, so that's the aging process. Gotcha. And, it, and that one day is incredibly important to them because Scotch whiskey to be whiskey there is three years. And the Irish, as a very, very proud nation, believe that their product is superior and they add an extra day. <sighs> so you cannot call it Irish whiskey until it has been three years and another 24 hours. Now, is there a specific barrel type that that has to be aged in? Theirs is not as specific, but they do use uh, reused bourbon barrel casks. That's the most common. Okay, so they'll put it in a reused barrel. Right. So Because when, I, I was going to say, because I know when we went to the bourbon tours. Well, they sell it to a lot of scotch. I know okay, that. They'll okay. sell it to a lot of scotch okay. distilleries. Um, and obviously a lot of like bourbon infused wines and things like that. Bourbon infused beers. But... Um, I know that, like, you know, to be a true bourbon, it has to be in a new right. charred white oak barrel. I mean, that is the... And they said that's because the U.S. really wanted to make sure that the... No one else could make bourbon. Well, and that the barrel makers it's, didn't it's, lose out on their yeah. jobs. That was actually more about yeah. the Coopers than anything. So the Coopers, anything. they really wanted to make sure that they kept their jobs. So by not being able to reuse the barrels, and it's just worked out for it, Ireland and Scotland that they're able to To kind of recycle them, them up. And well, to, it has now, but I mean... That's what they used to say, you know, if you go on the bourbon tour in Kentucky, you know, back 20, 30 years ago before they realized to resell these to the Scotch companies and the Irish whiskey companies, they said you could just drive up to any distillery in Kentucky and get any barrel you wanted. They just sat the barrels yeah. out because they couldn't reuse them. So I think they have actually figured out that idea of how to recycle yeah. and, and make a little bit more money. I think when I realized how important the industry really is in Ireland and Scotland was when they told us that their master blenders go to school longer than their doctors. And oh, only really? each, each distillery only has one master blender. So you may 
go some you, you go to school for eight to ten years and then well, you that's, do an, that's after you've already gone to school to be like a master's degree in chemistry yeah you do a chemistry or like pharmacy type degree uh-huh. and then each place only hires one master blender so i was like i asked what do the other people do and they said we really don't know like yeah like how do you get one on, of those jobs yeah it's very difficult but they and usually a master blender stays for and you have to be underneath that master blender to get hired until they else. retire so probably. they take everything very seriously they're more serious than a doc like a medical degree so i was like oh wow okay well yeah. <laughs> so you have to really know your stuff <laughs> wow interesting so uh and then you went to jameson yeah uh middle middleton distillery uh was, that was probably one of the neater places we went to because it's a it's actually a conglomerate what a lot i think what a lot of people don't know is jameson as a whole uh at the time when the distilleries all started to shut down they actually joined together and formed basically a guild of distilleries uh, and they all started kind of producing under one name and jameson's the flagship so jameson Redbreast, powers those are the big ones um they all are actually owned by the same group uh but they all produce out of one location um but they they had some of the just the neatest history uh they showed where you know, there were guys who would spend 12, 14 hours a day just shoveling coal. And I think they said the average worker there would shovel four tons of coal a day to keep the pots, pot oh stills going. Now, out of curiosity, I know you said that Jameson's kind of a conglomerate. Are most of those brands still owned by Scottish or Irish companies? I mean, because I know that, like, you talk about even some of the bourbons in Kentucky a lot of those are owned by Japanese companies that have bought them into different alcohol distributors. Right. So there's the, I think there's three major alcohol producers in the world. There's the, the beam Suntory Diageo and another one like that escapes me right now. And they all are parts of different ones. There are one or two that we actually went to that were strictly still their own identity. Um, but you could tell which ones had the bigger funding and the bigger backing. A lot of people are trying to get away from it because places like the one that Jameson is owned by, they really have only been pushing Jameson. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the other ones were kind of put on the back burner. So they felt that it was better to break out and go with some smaller companies and some more local places. But the big names are all owned by the major co- yeah, alcohol yeah. companies. Right. Any, wow. any well-known one here, Jameson, Bushmills, uh, you know Johnny Walker and all those they're all owned by some greater company okay hmm. all right so then where do we go next next we went to <laughs> trolley that's right yes mm-hmm. I like Danielle's face she's like, like hmm we only spent like two nights in each place I know trolley is part of a train right spelled a little differently this one is T-A- T-R-A-L-E-E. <laughs> Why did they misspell it? I don't know. We'll have to talk <clears throat> to them about that. <laughs> uh, probably the whiskey. Good good, a- good which answer. They, which has an E in it, by the way. Irish, not Scottish. Right. Yes. That was a big deal to them. To just, On top of the extra day of aging, Irish whiskey and, Amer- and American whiskey both have an E in them. Scotch whiskey does not. Oh, so really? You, you, next time you go to the liquor store, for fun, look at it and see... W-H-I-S-K-Y is Scotch. E-Y is American or Irish. Huh. Okay. I didn't. I'm learning a lot already. So, okay. So we're in trolley. Mm-hmm. It's very what, small. 
and we and they still have a large hotel in trolley even though it's very small no we had a very we were in a smaller hotel there i don't remember which hotel that was was. the (laughs) that was the clansman or no Hmm. Commons. That's where we went. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, so it was, the it was a small, smaller hotel. I'm just going to ask when you say the Klansman, what exactly is the Klansman? Because to our listeners, that may mean a totally different <laughs> ideal. The, uh, the yeah, clans uh, that are from the Highlands. So like when you think of like the like the show Highlander or things like that, the clans that Outlander. would fight okay. Outlander. Like, yeah. Clan with a C. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I just I, I heard you just <laughs> kind of whisper in the mic like, remember when we stayed at the Klansman? Yeah, we don't. Thought, yeah, no, no, no. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually a hotel in Scotland that looked out onto Loch Ness. Okay. Uh, so oh, that was cool. totally different. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, what did we do in Trolley? I'm not sure. I don't okay. Know. So Trolley wasn't any good. <laughs> uh, don't go there. It was not our most memorable day, uh, clearly. Small. Uh, have a lot of Klansmen. Uh, moving on. No, joking. Um, so then we went on from there to where? Galway. Okay. And Galway is what it's, we look at. It's actually at Galway. probably one of the the other bigger cities. Uh so not like an indie, but more like a Greenwood kind okay. of. Okay. Okay. Um it was a little bit bigger city. We did a, a whiskey food tasting with uh a fantastic gentleman named John. Uh and it ended up actually being a private tour. So it was just us two and him. Uh, oh, he really? led us around to a couple different bars. Uh, we got to taste um, two whiskeys each, and he had paired them with food uh, very particularly. Um, one of the the best ones we had was actually a smoky. It was the only peated Irish whiskey. Scotch whiskey is peated. It's a little different process. And that's where it gets that smokiness. There's one distillery in Ireland that does it, and he paired it with barbecue ribs. And it was out of this world. Um, now, when you say it's peated, what does that mean? Because I know, like peat moss, like exactly in, in those those areas from my geography background, you know, peat is kind of that soft soil that they dig and and those kind of things. So the the big differentiation, other than twenty four hours between Scotch whiskey and Irish whiskey, Scotch whiskey is the barley is dried using a peat fire or peat smoke. So. Th- because they don't have coal in Scotland, they dig up the peat and they burn it, and it makes that smoky, the really okay. smoky smoke. I get smoky smoke. Um, yeah, very I, descriptive. I always, I always hate smoky smoke. It's the worst. I don't mind just smoke, but when it gets smoky <laughs> smoke, that, that sounds terrible. like something, yeah. Alan. <laughs> it really does. Um, but Irish whiskey, they they just use kilns. They add coal and dry it out, and it's a very clean. Smoke okay. versus that that really that smoky smoke. smoky smoke yeah that smoky yeah, smoke it's terrible Very descriptive mm-hmm. um and there's one Irish distillery that does it and it was it was really interesting the differences um, between pairings I mean it was we had whiskey and chocolate which you know everyone talks about wine and chocolate right, wine and right. fruit and you would never have guessed that a whiskey and chocolate would work and well actually I think we did that on the bourbon tour didn't we. We did a chocolate. Um, on one of a, them, yes, we did. I think that might have been the Woodford Heaven- Reserve. Oh, I was going to say the Heavenly Hills one, but... It might have been. Maybe not. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yes, I think one of them we did have chocolate Yeah, with. That was one of the big things we did, and the... We also did a food walking tour there. Yes. And I was very confused on why the paper said that if you showed up and they found you to be intoxicated, that they wouldn't let you go because it started at 10 a.m. And then we went to our second location, and they handed me a shot of whiskey at 10.30 a.m. So then I realized... 
They handed it was us a drinking, three shots of whiskey. Drinking and food tour, but still family friendly. There was a kid who got to come and he would get hot chocolate or a lemonade or something. Aww. But but we were not prepared for it, but it was really neat. They focused on the places that were staying with Irish ingredients and all yeah, and had- family uh, like all the family owned places. So we got to try a lot of different places, which we wouldn't have gotten to do. Okay. If we were so, yeah. Talking about food. Yes. Um, because I like food. Um, out of all the things that you got an opportunity to try, what was a number one, the, the best thing that you, and not, don't give me like something that you thought you'd like, but something that surprised you, you'd like. And then number two, what was the thing you tried that you were like, oh, my God, this is awful. I'd never eat this again. As the the one thing that we tried that we, we as especially probably as most Americans would never think was haggis, which is sheep intestines. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you liked it? Oh, it's fantastic. Actually. Did you try now, it? Is that, I did. It, is really? that the sheep intestine where they like stuff like uh, rice and no, uh, this is just. It's it's just it basically like mincemeat, yeah, like of yeah. the intestines. They okay. they are the Irish and Scottish are not people to waste anything. Ugh. So if if they can use it, they do. And haggis was actually fantastic. We actually got it a couple different times at a couple different places. Really, okay. like yeah. what? Give me a comparison to what it tastes like. There really, there really isn't like, one. Like like. Like it's, hamburger, like it's, a, it's a it's like a meat. That's it's kind of like fix the texture it. of a meat. It's, a lot of times they'll wrap it in like a like a filo dough, like a crescent roll, okay. or they might stuff a chicken breast with it, with like some cheese and stuff. So okay. it's kind of like a. It's uh, not something it's that like you don't get like a whole like of, steak. Uh-huh. Okay. You don't get kind like of, a whole steak of it or something. Like it's always with something else. Okay. It's very fine grind, um, but it is looser, but it's very minerally. Okay. Hmm. Um. But that was fantastic. The one thing that we that well, I tasted, she stayed away from it, and good for her was um, black pudding. Now, okay, now wait, now black pudding is that something with the you, the yes. blood and the intestines? Yes, black pudding is is a blood sausage with oats in it, and I apologize to Ireland and Scotland right now. Terrible, really, completely horrible. I tried it at one of the first places we went to and it was a lower kind of lower budget place and i tried it at a high dollar restaurant and it was still terrible now do you do you know what actually is in that because it is like we looked it up oh, and we, that's when we i did looked not it up <laughs> that was the that was the <clears throat> where you drew that was the deciding point for I will, her she, I she looked it, it and i saw. did not know what haggis was when i ate it the first time okay so, okay really first, okay so that would explain why i did that's why haggis. i was surprised yes. because i'd be like i don't know that i would try it i was i mean kudos I, to you what is what is vegan haggis i don't know we're still not sure about that it was good it was tasty so it's probably just haggis, but they tag vegan on the yeah, front they just of it. Think it's it fine. very well could be <laughs> for all the Americans. That I mean, like, up. I like how is that? That's what well, I it, it was what? wrapped in pastry. Yes. The next course we had had chicken on it, so maybe that's where they're going. I would say they the wrap one... it in a in. So they, they don't they don't consider intestines of, a, that's of not, an animal. That's not an actual, that's probably what I mean. not. It's it's not. Me. No, you can remove those without actually harming the animal. Exactly. <laughs> I will say the one thing I saw on a menu that I thought would be the safe thing to eat first morning was bacon, but their bacon is not bacon. American bacon. It's kind of ham, it's but like a fatty, fatty ham. ham. And like sometimes super salty, sometimes it's like you never got a piece of what we consider 
bacon really so you know we got it once at an italian restaurant of all places but uh so that was the one thing that you're like oh breakfast i'll have some bacon and the sausages there are not normal breakfast sausages as well so and they serve baked beans for breakfast every time well i mean i know that's a yeah a true i mean talking about england a true english breakfast is like baked beans tomatoes baked beans tomatoes toast black and white pudding black and white pudding and eggs Yes. yes yeah Really? Yeah, I, I did get a full Irish breakfast once, and I ate about thirty percent of it. <laughs> that being the eggs and bacon, because it was that big, or just that kind of they stuff. They do was not... act, their breakfast is no joke to them. They is eat, that like one of their big meal? I mean, oh, a big meal? It, too. Yeah, they well, they just eat. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get breakfast. It's huge. You get fish and chips. It's huge. We didn't have a small meal while we were there. No, and we ate fish and chips in every city just oh, yeah. to make sure we could find we the ate best one. Seventeen fish and chips. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and where did the best one come from? The chippy. Yes, which was in. We that was the... in the Isle of Skye. Yes. In Scotland. It was like a little hole in the wall. You had to go down this little path and go in, and it was just a teeny tiny shop. And then they wrapped it in the paper like you would think it would be, and they put the salt and vinegar on it. I completely missed it, actually. She's the one that found it. Our tour guide said, you can go to the chip shop down there. And I was looking and looking and looking, and I missed it. And she goes, oh, it's right there. And it was literally in between two buildings. Um, But facing the wrong way. It doesn't face the road. (laughs) Yeah. And it was by by far the best. They cook it in beef fat. Okay. All right. All right. Very cool. Neat. So, and then we went to Scotland? Yes. Yeah, we went back to Dublin to fly out to Edinburgh. Which well, is... that's where the uh, the outlet malls are, just north of <laughs> yes, Columbus. Yes, we actually correct. returned home. <laughs> and we needed to do a quick shopping, and yeah. then we uh, headed back out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Edinburgh, Scotland, mm-hmm. and we did what? We did historical walking tour. Yes. It's very entrenched in history. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they take their, their history very seriously. You would like that. It, well, I, other than the walking part, I was going to oh. ask. It you wasn't there. a lot of walking. I was curious. Too if bad they a, didn't put it in, in like a vehicle or. Well, I was going to ask if there was a historical riding tour. <laughs> One thing that that is interesting, though, that we learned from some of our smaller tours, is that they're very, very good at making buildings look old. So, like a guy asked us. On one that was in Ireland actually, but Scotland is the same way. He asked us how old we thought this church was, and we said the 1600s, based on some of the other places we went. And he said 1961. Oh my! So because they want to keep up with the the traditional want, yeah, look, the, tra- the tourist so, attraction. So you had to be very careful of like which places you picked to go because old? it's like oh that's beautiful, and then it's like oh that's not actually like old. Well, and and one thing that we asked. Another tour guide was how difficult is it, and this was in Scotland, to build a house kind of in the countryside uh, and the regulations that go into what you can build, how big, what it has to look like are just extreme. So do hmm. so do most people there live in the city? I mean, is that? No, most no. people are farmers and live out in the, the country. Even then, with all those regulations to build a home? The regulations really come to the fact that they don't want you to accent the land so he gave the example of like he believes a log cabin would look beautiful out in all the green but they don't want it to accent the land they want it to be they want it to kind of blend in so you basically buy a you basically build a plain square white box and so that when you drive by you don't see the house you see the nature so they don't want anything to take away from nature there's big protests going on because they want to expand the roads which are teeny tiny 
they look like one ways and they're two ways, but they have these beautiful stone fences that have been there for right. I mean, how, so widening the road, and is... so they have signs everywhere that says "Don't take away our heritage, leave our stone walls." And so it's very much a battle between how do you modernize while also staying with the tradition True. and keeping. Because we never drove anywhere that it wasn't just absolutely gorgeous, beautiful green. You just you you didn't have you to drive. You don't see billboards. You don't no. see. Oh no, absolutely Mm-mm. not. Right. And even you in see the a, cities, a sheep in the middle of the road that you have to wait while they really? decide if they want to cross. Yeah, yes, the, multiple the, times. <laughs> even in in the city like Edinburgh, I mean, you couldn't just hit it and have haggis. I, I mean, you could. Yeah, I couldn't. After falling in love with the lambs and sheep, I couldn't eat any, any of the lamb after lamb that. Product, no, no. <laughs> they were. Do they cute. have a? I mean, is is our sheep one of their big? Things. Sheep is one of the biggest, and then they have because of the like the hills and the sheep can graze. I mean, yes, yeah, and they just it's pay, one of the easier things to the goats. They have some goats; they're wild goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. What we learned is when the when certain Vikings came into town, uh, they they ran all the Highlanders out, uh, and the Highlanders obviously left without their goats, and the goats stayed behind. So there's a lot of goats that just kind of live in the mountains and just interesting just mm-hmm. they just do but scotland more marks their sheep and so you don't see a lot of fences built they have more just natural fence lines for their farms and their sheeps just go wherever they want to go they, and then, inter, they enter like oh yeah different farms yeah. sheep will interact and then you see like they're marked in ireland i asked why the sheep were marked and asked the gentleman not to tell me if i wouldn't want to hear it because i was afraid it had something to do with the haggish and uh so <laughs> but he said that that was because they have to know which ones have been treated for certain diseases but in scotland they mark them by the farmer so that they can get them back home yeah how do how do they mark them different spray colored paint spray colors. paint yeah they just spray so paint. It's like a blue and then a pink and then a red like you see all and they these spray colors. paint like their wool like their wool mm-hmm. yeah they just give them a spot on the wool and it's okay i mean it was not uncommon to drive around and see one red a green and a blue just all kind of running together Hanging together so the sheep and then the cows but in scotland they're called coos, coos highland coos right and then they have some horses, and then they're starting to get alpaca, which are not native, but is something that's really growing as a okay. as an animal of choice there for the farms. So, hmm. and okay, so we're in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we, outside of farming, what 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 other industry? What other what what do they do? What Tourist. do people work? Yeah, tourism they're, they're, and tourism, and, and, tourism farming. and agriculture are really the only, or unless you're in the distillery business. We're, okay, okay. okay. There were the 124 so, Scotch distilleries. Tourists, alcohol, and farming. They said you probably won't find a family there that doesn't have someone in the tourism business. Between tours and museums and different businesses like that, a lot of times they just have a like one that we went on was which was excellent. They just a guy bought a couple vans and did some eight-person tours and he's growing it as they go but that's really that's really the business yeah. there is the, the tourism and i think that's why you get treated so well there um because they want to keep people coming and seeing because i'm sure that, they, that is i'm sure it's it, to me it sounds like they're very proud of their heritage mm-hmm. and all that kind Extremely. of stuff so they want to show it off i guess in a sense it's interesting because you go to the different like bars and restaurants and things and he said that earlier but like you know you think of guinness in ireland Uh no you travel to cork you do not order a guinness Guinness is a dirty word there you have to order their kind which might be beamish or might be something else murphy's murphy's so they're very and like every time you go into a different place they have their local 
craft beer. Oh, gotcha. Their whiskey. And they're that's this. what you And that's order. what you order. And you have to learn, like, that they are very... So they're very proud, and they're always willing to tell you about everything that they're doing or where you should visit. And so yeah, it's one really of, neat. One of our best days was a suggestion by a bartender at one of our hotels. And he asked us when we got there, he said, oh, what are you going to do tomorrow? And we said, oh, we were thinking about this. And he goes, no, no, no. Do this. Do this instead. I guarantee it will be better. And we spent 10 hours in the car driving around the coast of a peninsula. And it was, I mean, the the views, the beach, which I, Ireland has beaches, by the way, not just rain and hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was by far the best day we had. That's awesome. And every every one of our, our higher level days was on the suggestion of... And I, and I know, like, I've talked to Danielle um, and stuff before this, and I know Danielle had said the same thing, said mm-hmm. just, I mean, because I totally understand, like, if I was in your shoes and going for 17 days, I mean, going, uh, like, somewhere you obviously have no idea, never been, you know, that kind of thing, like, I would want to have things planned, you mm-hmm. know, like, have, you guys have the, the, you know, they to where they planned it, but it's like, I know that you had said, and, and that's what you did, like, it was cool to, to hear the locals say hey do this or that i mean if we were to go back and do it again we definitely really wouldn't have booked anything unless someone was going to tell us that it, it would be unavailable like certain right. events but because you know there's no language barrier and right um they're always willing to help you out it was much the places we went to that were recommended by local people and far surpassed anything that we were able to book on tourist locations but we also weren't the big bus kind of people we had right. our car and we wanted to see like right the real you know drive out and see other things so that right honestly surprised me a lot was both countries their customer service is beyond what you could ever imagine here in the u.s i mean they just everywhere well, that, we went put everything that we've ever been to ever to shame really they're so and i mean that's the focused. thing too is going going you know out of the country you don't really mm-hmm. know if they're going to be that, I mean, you know, that helpful or how helpful are they going right. to be and say, you know, not that they would steer you in a wrong way, but like, are they going to, you know, really go out of their way and be like, hey, no, you should really do this and this and this. And so I think that's cool that, you know, like you guys said, that they were really open and honest and helpful with oh, any there, of that. Any question we asked, you know, every person, I mean, every everybody has an opinion, but there was never right. a shortage of like oh yeah that's a great at like just there was no faking it it was always cool. no that's probably not a great idea i've never heard good things about that place or or i mean it was all just which it's good that i mean you had a a, a couple days or you know certain times to where you could just kind of freelance and go off of of those because like you said that was one of the best days that you know you had so that's cool so yeah, so after Edinburgh, we went to Inverness, mm-hmm. home of the Loch Ness oh, and yeah. the famous Loch Ness Monster. Okay. Which exists? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You saw it? We did not get the chance to see it, um, but... It's like a big dinosaur? There are, that's kind that's of the, the running scientist the theory. That's the picture of it? That's the running scientist theory right now is it's, it's some kind of... Uh, aquatic dinosaur that somehow managed to get stuck in the lock and has thus somehow managed to continually reproduce or is millions of years old we're not sure uh but that is the running theory 
do they believe that over there? Absolutely. They, I mean, they truly believe that it's... Some do, and some believe it's more of a uh, religious type thing okay. because it's said that a man came, a religious man came and stopped the monster from eating it was actually someone a, else. It was a Catholic that yes. came in and So they showed... do believe it's a Catholic story that has kind of shown the power of... And that's why you can't find it, find mm-hmm. the monster, because there's the Highlanders who had their very... Uh, Norse type religion uh, with the polytheistic and that there was a lake monster and that a Catholic came and quote unquote scared the monster away uh, and that was the power of Christ and he scared the monster away and thus it is not seen um, mm. so that's okay. probably the more realistic story uh, but there are a lot of other than just the obvious tourist industry right. I mean, there's a lot of people that believe the monster is real and really? Loch Ness is very dark almost to the point of black so you cannot see you can't see three into feet the under. water at all so oh, gotcha that's kind of goes along with the story of that that's why you can't that's find why you the can't monster see and it's the third largest lake they have but it's 22 miles long and 900 feet deep so, so it's, it's not a small place to search no, oh my yeah and i and i apologize because i was distracted there just a little bit but um the Loch Ness Monster, do they believe that's the only one? Is there just, I mean, if they're reproducing, or or you no, said, or very old. It's just Nessie. It, they don't it is oh, just Nessie. Just, so there's just one. And it's lived forever. Correct. How? It's just mega, mega They old. don't mention They're how? actually doing a big thing right now to try to prove or disprove it where they're... They're doing genetic, genetic research. In from, the water and yeah. seeing if they can... Why not just drain the whole thing? He said it's huge. Yeah. It's- uh, it has more water in it than the Great Lakes combined. What did you good- say? It's like 900 feet deep? 900 feet deep and 22 miles That'd be long. a good reason why not to drink yeah, it. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, that's a lot of water. That'd be, that'd be a terrific a- answer to why <laughs> not to drain not to it drain currently. It. No, that, that is the place where we actually stayed in the, the Klansman Hotel. Uh, and our our hotel room actually had a beautiful view of the lock. We got to look straight out onto it. But so we never saw Nessie. We never saw Nessie. We never saw Nessie. Mm-hmm. So no. uh, when did the Nessie whole thing start? Like when do they? It claim- honestly is just. Oh, you mean like the tourist attraction of it all? No, no, or? no. Like, like, like. Okay, like you, you. I heard you earlier, and again, I'm. I apologize. I was distracted, but. They talked about it being connected to Christ, and that Christ was. I mean, we we can document that Christ was two thousand some years old, and. You know, that's, you know, I think it was more on the, the, I guess invasion's a bad word, but the, the spread of Catholicism to the United Kingdom area and the pagan beliefs that they had from the Vikings and the Highlanders and what they believed in that there was this, this, this monster. And in, in that time when Catholicism really started to spread, and I think it was 1300s, I think is what our tour guide said, um, this Catholic priest uh, came down and stepped into the water to his knees and said, be gone monster. And that, that was when it, the famous picture though, that really started it all as a like phrase following was done by a doctor. So everyone believed that there was no way that this doctor could have lied. He was very renowned. And then on his deathbed, he did admit admit that the picture was, fake okay um, so so that kind of started but the people following. don't believe that 
people are starting to believe that his picture was fake, but still believe that since he was there, out there, there was a reason for it, he made something he, to look like it. Mm-hmm. So they still don't give up on it, but he did. That's kind of what really brought it all about was because they were like, this man who we idolized right. would not lie to us about this. And so they decided that. Now, when have doctors ever lied? So, well, and let's, let's not again the compar- conspiracy theories, but um, I mean, the American government has lied several times in the last 200 some and we do have a picture that i could very clearly edit to look like nessie so yeah a little bit of darkening a little it's like a duck and it's got the perfect neck and everything so i mean i could definitely i I might be i I took it in my bathtub earlier (laughs) i might be rich so okay so so needless to say nessie is it's several thousand years old Mm -hmm. yes but i think that they have to keep the dream alive because the whole place is it's literally tourism. just nessie land oh, every, I mean, our Everything hotel had really a nessie, nessie shop in it yes every store along which i mean the road i did. i believe that because you brought like brought like two books it was the best uh, place to find stuff for kids as i mean souvenirs. got brought yeah. a book for alan and a book for alex on about nessie and yeah that so kind of thing everywhere you go and there's huge statues of nessie and like we had a little boy at dinner that was asking his parents when can i see the monster I, so god help those parents because if that kid did not see the monster on their tour on a, the next day they oof. were going on an all they had a boat all day and he really thought he was going to get to see it so i would not want to have been on the boat when he I may or when may they not got have off. fueled yeah. that too i was really he kept coming over to the window by our table and we were like oh yeah the monster and he was really thinking they were going to find it so maybe they did let's hope well and I, you think you maybe would have saw it on the news <laughs> yeah probably yes <laughs> and and i guess i kind of think the interesting thing and it's kind of like all those kind of conspiracy theories like like bigfoot yes you know uh-huh. it's the same question i've brought up about it like no one's ever said like it's just always bigfoot yes like it's not like the species of bigfoots it's one like yeah, yeah it is the the one and only foot. yeah like so he's been around a, a several like, hundred years it's not big feet it's big foot yeah. Yeah. yeah so so i mean like i get i mean like if i go look for the great white shark i i may bump into several of them right and same thing with nessie it's like it's never hey i saw three of them no, or i saw it's one, not like it's a, a i saw species a mother and its child yeah. no i just saw this one that looks the same exact way which kind of always you know intrigues me because you have to know that's not real then. I mean, it's got to have say, Because, I mean, we did get asked every time by the tour guides, like, Do you, are you a believer? And they're like, you better say yes. And you said yes. And oh, yeah, we, we said yes. Said like, yes. I mean, obviously we're here. Like, maybe it is. But it is all for the... And, I mean, props to them because... The, the marketing team the marketing there, there oh, is man. incredible. I mean, you've turned that into a, you turned a dinosaur monster into a cute little green that thing nobody's ever seen for all children. <laughs> like, I mean, you, yeah, you took, just you untrue, took this untrue. And- <laughs> several people claim to have seen it. That's true. There's several, a woman that says she people. sees it every day. Actually, oh, is that right? Yeah, she it might have up, glaucoma. <laughs> it comes up and feeds out of her hand. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Several people have also been abducted by aliens, and I don't know if you realize. I don't know if you celebrated. Uh, just on this Wednesday was actually. To the day that Will Smith saved us from aliens. I did oh, not yeah. get to celebrate. I, I think I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, so I don't know if you if you jumped in on that, but uh, pretty important. So, so what else? How did we wrap the trip up? Uh, from Inverness, we went to Fort William. We did um, some safari tours of all the different animals and oh, yeah. a boat tour, and then we went back to. Uh, we ended up going back to Edinburgh for the last night, in which we stayed in. Uh, probably the nicest hotel slash apartment room we've ever been in. Yes, when we got there, they had upgraded us to the nicest room 
that in they the offer. hotel because of our honeymoon and it was the size of a very large apartment so um that was a very cool way to end the last the last day so yeah we left for dinner and came back to turn down service that had put a heart in rose petals and pulled all the curtains for us i didn't i thought someone had broken into the room at first when i was like why is there stuff on the bed <laughs> yeah I, I mean this room was out of out of this world completely absurd um and props to the glass house hotel i mean they they really made us just even in the last you know 16 hours we had in the country they really made it special for us very cool so when you're there um do they have a lot of like american type i mean like obviously the hotels and stuff wasn't like the normal type of hotels that you would see like food wise do they have any kind of like food chain i mean like or is it all i mean like authentic to the i, I mean like do you see mcdonald's I, as you're walking around like i just didn't is know authentic to, i mean we saw if, there's mcdonald's there's and mcdonald's there's, burger king yeah. starbucks but really but the big time restaurants, you don't see like an Applebee's or right. a Chili's oh, no. or anything. There's, There's not very many chains. It's mostly locally family owned. Usually okay. they places. have something different. That's why I just pulled it up here. Uh, oh, we did can, see a lot of different menu items. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that usually, right? Yes. Because well, I used to talk about this in sociology. So right here, I just pulled up McDonald's Ireland. They have uh, big flavor wraps. They have the fiery I, buffalo chicken one. The And it literally is one at the end. The barbecue and bacon chicken one. The garlic mayo chicken one. And the sweet chili one. Because is that where they like try out different ones? Cause I, no, it's just, it, it it's just, just the different flavors it's, of the yeah, area. It's, it's, oh, okay. it's to what is regionally accepted there. Okay. Um, Shout out to Supermax of yes. Ireland. Um, and McDonald's is trying to get Supermax to change its name. Um, but uh-huh. they are literally... The they, they were McDonald's bef- and their family name is McDonald's. And so they actually paid money to put a billboard in, in Times Square in Times Square that said, do you want this special box, crave box, snack box? And Closest said, snack box, 9,600 <laughs> miles away. So the owner of Supermax is just like... Oh, he's trolling McDonald's. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So there are a few fast food uh, type restaurants. We did one night get Domino's Pizza because it was the only food that was open. And it, it, was a, it was one of those nights where we might have stayed at the bar too long. Yes, and the cheesy bread was not American cheesy bread. It was bread. terrible. We were, we were perplexed <laughs> by that. Disappointed. It was a... Extra small personal pizza with really weird sauce and otherwise you try to you know eat local no ketchup right no they don't like to salt and pepper things and um, it's cheaper to drink beer or whiskey than it is water no Um, way most of the time you're not getting water with your meal and uh, water's more expensive than a diet coke or anything like that so uh, I don't think we had a meal with water so just right here on the McDonald's site, you can obviously see in Ireland there are twisty fries, oh. which are curly fries, but also cheese bites with rich tomato dip, which I'm excuse. I, I no, mean, it's not ketchup. It's not really. No, absolutely not. It's very vinegary. A tomato dip is very. They have a brown sauce, which is not barbecue sauce. It's literally called brown Do sauce. Do they use that tomato is dip? Is it more like a? For- it's a, a malt gravy. Vin- no, it's like a, a. It's like barbecue sauce but instead of like you know like regular vinegar that we use they use malt vinegar they like mayonnaise that's the primary ingredient they okay. dip their fries in mayonnaise oh really yeah. yeah several of our students do as well yeah so if you ask for ketchup they'll give you like Andrew two and packs and wasn't like that at all no no we didn't eat mayonnaise no i constantly was asking for ketchup <laughs> something other than mayonnaise 
And they looked at me funny every time. Yeah, you time. barely ever got like a bottle of ketchup like you do in the United States. Right. Okay, yeah. so this is the Scottish uh, website, or the UK, I guess I should say, website for McDonald's. And you can already see Barbecue BLC, which is bacon, lettuce, and chicken. Wow. Um, the Spicy Vegetable Deluxe, uh, something that obviously we do not have. They also have the, the, uh, chicken, ones. the chicken ones. It's like a chicken wrap. Um, they have cheese bites as well. Melon fruit bag. I mean, I <laughs> that's what the, I was looking for the today. The shaker side salad is probably the largest salad you're going to find anywhere over there. They don't they do don't eat dinner salad. salads. Mm-mm. Oh, really? They put you a couple pieces of broccoli on the side of your plate of Salad is food. a decoration to them. Yes. Everything like a, is served with potatoes, mm-hmm. potatoes, and more potatoes. Yes. I They're find not, it very interesting that the pancakes and syrup are served <laughs> on a, uh, like... <laughs> A piece uh, of paper. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, this will be easy to eat. Go like ahead what you unwrap your your biscuit in. Yeah, um, yeah. So interesting. Well, I mean, that's why I was just curious. Like, no, we because we, like you know you think McDonald's are everywhere, mm-hmm. and I didn't know if they truly are. Or, I mean, I know they are at some extent, but yeah, I mean, it the, is it's, the only place we really strayed from getting local food was the the Italian place we went to our first night in Edinburgh. Because everything else was just pub food, and we just, I mean, we'd eaten so much pub food yeah. that we were just ready for something different. And it was actually probably the best Italian restaurant we've ever been to. Really? And and yes, I would definitely say if I if I can understand you guys going over there for a couple of weeks, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and eat McDonald's every day. I mean. Well, and everything closes very early. Oh, so really? like restaurants, you're not going to get a meal after Other eight, than the pubs. Eight, nine o'clock. And you might get some pub well, food. Pubs, some pubs maybe. stop serving oh, food. Oh, I bet that's true. Um, yeah. Like our restaurant bars stop serving food around 10, but all restaurants shut down about eight or nine. And you can't even get into like a pharmacy. When I say pharmacy, I mean like a CVS for Band-Aids or anything like that. They're not called CVS there. Right. They all close about five o'clock. So, really? so oh, yeah. the first couple nights when late, there was things was that we so needed. They, do they, I mean, like, do, are they more of like a, the, I guess you said they're into breakfast. So like no, a lot of the restaurants. A, they're a nine to oh, five. They're just very family oh, oriented. Okay. So they're very much that they go home. The only people you will see working, like m- what I found interesting too, is most of our hotels, you only had someone working the hotel until 11 p.m. So even one hotel told us if we were planning to stay out past 11 p.m., we would have to make special arrangements to be able to get back in the hotel because they lock they lock it up. They don't have their workers stay there. They don't have somebody overnight. Even so it's a very big deal if a hotel told you you have 24 hour service Entry, down yeah. here because they they do they go home. Only the oh, okay. uh, the two big hotels we stayed at though. had 24 hour. Yeah. So yeah. to to throw out a totally different side, and I know this is not anywhere near where you went, but just to. To give you an example, Callie, this is something I Dustin is still looking at food menus, by the (laughs) way. We're still on McDonald's. (laughs) I mean, we've moved on, but he's still on (laughs) No, but this is... But that is is a very insane burger. Well, it's not a burger, because this is is actually what I used to show in sociology. So this is uh, McDonald's India, which obviously you have a uh, Hindu population there that believes the cow is sacred. So burgers there are always chicken, even though oh, there is no okay. chicken. It's a chicken Big Mac. That's a chicken Mahara Mac is oh. what it is actually oh. called. Um, but some of the other things you'll see here, like breakfast, you'll see oh. the Veg McMuffin, um, oh. the McEgg. <laughs> that <laughs> I don't does think not I want look, any of that those. Like it's green. It looks what like a green thing egg. Down there, the... The McAlu Tiki. Tiki, yeah. It is like a, uh, kind of like a Pacific Island chicken. It's like a chicken um, masala? It's got oh. like... Uh, 
combination of potato. Actually, it's a potato and pea patty. Oh. It's not chicken. With Indian spices coated with breadcrumbs, served with sweet tomato mayo, fresh onions, and tomatoes on a regular bun. Well, now I know to be very careful if I go there of what I order. Uh, the so, spicy. Yeah, a lot of I these like are the potato. Um, but the chicken Mahara Mac, this is what takes place of your Big uh, typical Big Mac. And this is take your taste buds on the most flavorsome journey with the chicken Mahara Mac. Enjoy its delicious grilled chicken double patty enveloped in a rich habanero sauce that mingles with fiery habaneros, juicy tomatoes, <laughs> and crunchy shredded onions placed on a cheddar cheese and a bed of iceberg lettuce, all packed between sesame seed double-decker buns. However, remember to have time on your hands when you pick this burger. Its superlative richness takes time to devour. Wow, that so is so... Some... not that everybody, unless, this, unless you've done some magic here i don't know if anybody on the facebook live can actually see the picture no they should look it up because i'm not confident that grilled chicken in india is the same as grilled chicken here <laughs> those look like a mcchicken patty oh i think they might be grilled they look a little different so? here a little bit yeah they look like the like a, yeah very thin mm-hmm. grilled chicken maybe eh. um but uh you know i the the, the sad thing is it, it kind of goes away from the whole uh, what is it? Uh, two all beef patties, lettuce, onion, pickle, cheese, special two sauce. Two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onion on a sesame seed, seed bun. bun. Yeah, I can't do that with the whole habanero sauce, fiery, yeah, awesome, that's not gonna superlative. That's why they had to use all those big words. Yeah, well, they absolutely. Have a song. They had to slow it down. But I just, I, I did. I know you guys had moved on. I wanted to bring that up just to show that <laughs> McDonald's around the world are regionally kind of. That's good. Good know, for good for McDonald's. Way to go. It, but all all at restaurants. I mean, I just saw the other day on Facebook. I think that KFC maybe in. In Europe, maybe has started a pizza. A pizza that on is the a chicken. Yeah, it's a chicken breast like crust with pizza. with pizza on top of it. So you're actually eating like a chicken breast. They like, really like to see how much they can just hurt your just, heart. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, no, they're, they're, I, this is one of the coolest ones. I'm going to pull this one up too. I know that Callie's going to. Uh, <laughs> I think actually, um, Pizza Hut Japan is one of my favorite ones. Oh wow. Oh, they're they're insane. Wait till you see some of these things. They they do some of the craziest things. I've ever seen. I think actually... Actually, let me just go back to the pictures here because these will have them. This is one of my favorite ones. Uh, this is the mini hot dog crust. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, Where, is it like a taco pizza in the middle? Uh, I don't know what it is in the middle. But I don't it's, know, but it's like but mini hot dogs Mini hot dogs around. on the crust. Mm. Um, I think this is crab rangoo pizza. Oh. I have actually had crab rangoon pizza in the U.S., and it is fantastic. Uh, wow. Oh, there's many cheeseburgers. That you see that one? A, right oh, yeah, right here. That Yeah, many topless cheeseburgers, yeah. I mean, Pizza Hut Japan is is totally is like corn and mayonnaise on the pizza. It is it is totally like what is the worst idea we could come up with? And they put it on the pizza, and it works. Yeah, it's it's like they crowdsource ideas, and then they say challenge accepted. It's like the weird chip flavors in the United States. Yeah, we're not even like, that weird though. Yeah, yeah, biscuit and gravy lays. I'm better with than mini hot dog. I agree with that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Pizza. <sighs> hmm. I mean, it saves you oven space. Let's be real. How many times have you made pizza rolls and mini hot dogs? <laughs> I mean, now you're just Never. saving space. Never? <laughs> Never. No. Not in college? Well, no, no time? Um, no. Dang it. No. You're not on our party level then. <laughs> no. no. Frozen burritos in the microwave, maybe, but uh, no, I can't. No. Know. 
can't go there so uh all right so anything else we're we're at over an hour actually already but uh, anything else huge that stands out from the vacation um i would say well our favorite location was isle of the sky and our tour guide said we had to pass six cars to be able to get to the top and if you can see the roads passing cars is not a fun thing in an eight person mini uh van so we did get there and we got to go to the very top so that was one of the coolest places yeah we were on top of uh kieran rock uh with 25 mile an hour winds about a mile up uh on a mountain and it was breathtaking Mm -hmm. i mean just every there was not a thing that we did that you know we we even looked at like google maps and it said two hour drive and everybody we talked to said oh don't worry about the drive it's it's just breathtaking and that was true no matter yeah i would say my favorite thing like remembering from there was they uh bury all of their people on top of each other there so you just keep burying her favorite thing it's a very cool thing they like so they keep going up and up and up and like a family might be all in one place but some of the things we learned about where like certain sayings come from is that there used to be the grave robbers and they would come and dig up the bodies and take them to a doctor for um, them to practice. learn more about the body to practice. So families would stay at the grave site to protect their family. Right. We also learned that the reason that Ireland does three day wakes is because a lot of times the people would wake back up within those three days because they were just drunk. They were in a drunken coma. So if you would have oh a party my. and have their favorite alcohol and talk about them for three days and share memories, you would see if they wake back up. Which so, happened more than they care to admit. So that actually. became so common that they actually started what now is known as the graveyard shift. And they hired someone to walk the graves. And when you buried someone, you would tie a string to their finger that would be connected to the bell outside. So if they would wake up buried, they would obviously flap around and make the bell go off, which comes from Saved by the Bell or Dead Ringer. The graveyard shift would come and dig them up and save their life because they were actually still alive. alive. So it was kind of neat to see where some of the sayings come from, (laughs) like Dead Ringer and Saved by the Bell and Graveyard Shift. So um, some of that kind of history stuff was uh, really neat to learn. And also learning about the native language as being a speech therapist. The Gaelic language is beautiful and they're really trying to bring it back. So a lot of that stuff, as much as it sounds like we just went to distilleries, we did not. Um, <laughs> and so, did like food and like drinking tours and that yeah, was it. Yeah, we did a lot of those, but we also got to learn a lot about the different history. But some so, of those things were really, really fun. This is a really important <laughs> question. Yes. You talked about Saved by the Bell. Did Zach Morris ever take a time out? He did not. And I did think that they were talking about, at first I was like, they were like, you Saved know, by the Saved Bell. by the Bell. And I was like, yes, I do. Tell me more. I and watched then, it a lot. Well, yeah. I don't know if you know, but Screech is going to be in Seymour. So. Yes. I did not. At Rails in Seymour. Is he going to get a in... flat tire and say that someone helped him and that it's the <laughs> nicest town around? Shout Good out to Sherry Roller. Wasn't he, but he was in jail for a while, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he got in a bar fight, so be careful. Well, yeah. He, he's had a spotty past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we won't get into the other issues <laughs> in his past. Um, but uh, yeah, we're at, uh, we're at an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, I want to just say thank you guys again for coming in. I know it's the second time. and uh, Yeah, thank you. you. Know, shout out to you guys for kind of telling us about your honeymoon and, and uh, a very interesting one. Um, I know that when Callie and I went on our honeymoon, we just kind of swam in the lazy river. Um, we did do a lot of drinking and eating. And swimming in the lazy and river. We didn't. <laughs> Not not any traveling other than getting there. I mean, would the you most... say swimming or floating? Uh, uh, well, I swam quickly to 
uh, the, the locations the, with drinks. Um, <laughs> the bar. Uh, but, uh, you know, when I asked you guys earlier what was the uh, the best and worst things you had, Callie tried to order beef tartare one night oh, at do. a yes. French mm. restaurant because she just knew it said beef and she thought, I like beef. And then the waiter said, do you know that's raw? We <laughs> did have to Google a few things to make sure if I was going to order the plate or not because I didn't know what some of the words meant. So yeah, I, I, I don't did, blame you. The phone came in handy. Yes. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, thanks again for you guys coming on. And, uh, you know, very, very cool stories. And uh, we appreciate you being a part of it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you.